0: So, do you know why I pulled you over? Uh, speeding? No, it's cuz your intro sucks. Please step out onto the curbside. Hey everybody and welcome again to another week of Curbside, the podcast where we talk about cars and everything related to cars. I'm Jeffrey Lai, I drive a 2004 Honda S2000, and I am your Taiwanese-American import car nerd-ish. Yeah.
1: What do you said? Oh, I'm Parth. What's up, man? What's up, everybody? Uh, I drive a 2016 M3 indian american if you don't remember this go back to the first podcast it was pretty fun the first podcast jeff
0: yeah i i liked it um it was it went really well ish kind tons, of tons tons of listeners yeah 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 one yeah one or two shout yeah. out to you know my friend and buddy andrew who uh who uh, tuned in and listened Let, uh, let's be honest
1: andrew didn't listen to the whole thing and if he did he just
0: had it on the background <laughs> which is fine all good okay, andrew we, we, we're good with that <laughs> but right now here in socal um it is currently outside is let's check the temperature what is this the it's, weather
1: channel why do what <laughs> <laughs> it's okay
0: okay it's 93 degrees outside right now and the thing I like about SoCal, during the summers I could drive with my top down at night. You know, other places you'd be freezing your nipples off, but me, man, it's so nice. So, I wanted to get off start starting talking about what has been your like favorite drive path? Like, favorite a, drive. Yeah, like a golden drive that you've had. Golden drive.
1: Damn, dude. That's actually that's a good question. See, up here we do have a ton of like nice driving roads. You know, we got of course you got the one which you guys call, you know, the Pacific Coast Highway down there. We call it the one up here. And, you know, so anytime you're on the one, it's fantastic. But I, I got to say, you know, this is the one that we do most often is, uh, you know, anybody here listening in the Bay Area, they probably know this is the classic 84, you know, 84 up to La Honda, up to, out to the coast. And then, uh, you know, stop by Alice's, get a coffee, get some breakfast on the way there. That's always a fun drive and... uh and, you know, the best part is, it's it, Alice's, Jeff, I don't know if you remember, we went there. It meets yeah. at, you know, a crossroads. It's kind of like in the intersection of two roads is the intersection of 84 and 35. And 35 as well, it's fantastic. It runs right along the ridge of the hill, of the mountain. And uh, beautiful views of the Bay Area, beautiful views of the coast. And, uh, you know, th- those are fantastic drives, but all-time favorite drive. that's 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 tough, man. That's tough. You know, I will say one thing. The the drive that's been one of the most memorable for me... Memorables. Memorable for me <laughs> has been uh, up past... Uh, if anyone knows where Bodega Bay is. Bodega Bay on Highway 1. If you go past it, go past a little town called Jenner. And you keep going. You go, you keep going. You go past another little town called Sea Ranch. And there's a, there's a stretch of road, Highway 1, from Sea Ranch to fort ross which it doesn't really go anywhere because you know it's 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 kind of like the type of road where you can take the one or for people you know like we talked about last week you like to go from point a to point b you can just go a few miles inland and take highway 101 so nobody's really taking the one there unless they want to take the one so not too many people out there and honestly some of the most unbelievable views that you can ever see on that road and the road itself, it's fantastic. And what you do is you take it all the way up to Fort Ross, and you drive your car out to the lighthouse over there. And, uh, yeah, you just kind of chill there for a bit, and you come back. But, you know, it's kind of a trek. So usually uh, last time we did that, we were staying up at our, my dad's friend's place. Uh, he has a little cabin in Sea Ranch. And, uh, dude, it's 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 an unbelievable drive. I and mean, Nobody's there. There's nobody on the road. And CHP knows there's nobody on the road, so no, there's never any cops out there either uh, uh <laughs> we don't we don't recommend speeding we, nope, no, no speeding. we safe. don't we don't do that uh but that is one of the nicest roads that i've had and one of the most memorable roads that i have that i've driven on
0: was there like any specific like moment or time that you drove that, that you
1: kind of uh, it was sunset it mm. was sunset and i just remember it being absolutely just stunning and uh, yeah that's that's it man that's pretty much it it's just we're spoiled out here with all these roads you know
0: yeah california Uh, california in general (laughs) exactly dude from the from the south to the north dude if you make that drive like you don't take what was it the five that's boring oh yeah you just gotta take the one
1: yeah i mean one-on-one's a little bit better you know you're saying all right you know i'm okay with seeing some views but if you're taking the one all the way because one starts for you guys again because you know you got to get past la get past uh uh, thousand Oaks, and what comes after a Thousand? Oxnard and all that? Yeah, So yeah. the one starts almost near San Luis Obispo. So if you take the one all the way from San Luis Obispo up to about Santa Cruz, you know, doing that South SoCal to NorCal trip, honestly, that is also one of, that's probably the best drive in the world. You know, if people people say, oh, there's other places, you know, Top Gear's talked about Steleview Pass and that and that, but... Dude, doing the one from San Luis Obispo all the way up to Santa
0: Cruz, it's, it's spiritual, man. I mean, there's no corners on it. <laughs> really. no. It's just one big straight line, but it's what you see. Like, Ser- I, like, Seriously. Going past up slow and all that, you see the ocean, you see mountains, especially when it's the sun is going up or down, like all oh, of yeah. that. You want to know what my favorite drive was, I think? No. Oh. It was one time where I was dropping you off at the airport. Okay. At L A X from yeah. school. It was early morning. Uh huh. Right. It was early morning. Was when your flight was. Okay. And we took the S two K. Uh huh. You know, somehow fit you and all our lug and and all your luggage in the S two K. Yeah. Which was fun. Yeah. The lid almost didn't close. Yeah. <laughs> but I dropped you off, and part of and I we used to go to school by the the ocean, which you know spoiled nice. We went to Pepperdine, and, which is in Malibu. <laughs>
1: Yes. Save save the spoiled comments for somebody else, please. <laughs> Still paying off them loans there, Jeff?
0: <laughs> uh please please listen to our podcast so we can pay off these loans. But yeah, I was driving back and in order to get to school you have to again take PCH. And that Or was, the One for NorCal viewers. Listeners. Yeah. And this was this was early morning and by the time I was driving back it was probably like Nine or ten ish, mm-hmm. and I just had top down driving down PCH, no traffic, nice, sunny day that wasn't too hot. And I had playing on the radio, not my well, technically the radio because ain't got no Bluetooth or anything, but I had playing the Kanye song Good Morning. Oh. You know? Yeah. You know how that goes, man. Yeah, uh, right? you know
1: how that goes, dude. <laughs> I'm a big Kanye hey. fan, by the way. Kanye, shout out if you ever listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to listen to this.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> two two idiots talking about cars.
0: <laughs> but yeah, dude, driving down, I was like, oh, this is nice. And then I stopped by McDonald's. This dude loves his nice. McDonald's. Man, if, you, if you're hungry and you're on a drive and... There's nothing open. McDonald's is the way to go. Not sponsored by McDonald's.
1: I guess McDonald's, uh, let us know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude, like, that, that, that was, like, by far, I think, the one that stands out in my head. Nice, nice, nice. Listen, I know a lot of people aren't fans of convertibles and they might look like bathtubs on wheels
1: no dude no you know what people say about convertibles and and it it, i mean people who don't know cars like convertibles let's get that straight people who don't know cars love convertibles they love to buy anything in a convertible freaking subaru convertible no subaru doesn't make convertible (laughs) saab used to make a convertible bmw convertible (laughs) yeah i don't know cars either Uh, i bet you nissan make a convertible they probably did Yeah, no, the
0: 350Z convertible.
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. There you go. So, you know, there's all these cars that are, like, not really car people cars, but they're in convertible. You know why? Because people love convertibles. You know who doesn't like convertibles? These car guys who go, I don't want to buy a convertible because I'm going to – it's heavier and I'm going to lose, you know – Rigidity and torsional strength, and it's gonna ruin my lap times. Like you go to the track every day, bitch. You don't (laughs) go to the track every day. Shut your mouth. You probably have no idea what difference it'll even make. Get that shit out. I hate that shit, Jeff. People go like, I'm gonna buy me a, you know, I'm gonna buy me a nice, really fast sports car. I don't want to get a convertible though, cause you know, uh, you know, it's it's just not. It's just the performance is not as good. I'm gonna lose the rigidity. hey shut the hell up man if you like the convertible looks go get the damn convertible like what that's such bullshit you know that like probably 0.5 percent of people can actually tell the difference and you know that's what that's the thing that i don't like if you don't like how convertible looks that i understand but Mm -hmm. for people who go like you know they enjoy the convertible lifestyle and when they drive it they love convertibles But then they don't buy it because they're like, performance. Get out of here, man.
0: Yeah, dude. Like, I'm glad we share the same view on convertibles. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. Thank you, my fellow brethren. Uh, To be honest, though,
1: (laughs) I used to be one of those people. Uh, But I have realized that. I have nowhere near good enough to tell the difference.
0: Well, I mean, like, yes, I'm such a pro driver that I'm going to tell the 300 to 700 pound difference in my car.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, right? You can't buy it, bro, because the the strengthening beams. But shove that beam up your ass. What am I going to do with that, dude? Like, who, you you going to tell me you're going to tell the difference between a convertible and a coupe? It, you know, like, that just doesn't make any sense to me. You know, we're, we are not good enough drivers to tell that difference. <laughs> you know, I'd rather be enjoying the sound of the engine and the open air and the unlimited sky than having to deal with your bullshit ass statement about strengthening beams.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean I mean okay, to be fair, if you are like a super pro driver and you can feel the difference and whatnot and and your your thing is performance over anything, then fine. Like You better be going to the track every day, bitch. (laughs) Like, if that's your thing, and you don't like convertibles because of that, it's okay. But, I mean, like, people have it in their head that people buy convertibles because they want to be looked at. Oh, okay, kind of flashy. Right, yeah, like, like, like people say, like, oh, they just buy it because they want to be looked at. And they're like, oh, no one wants to look at you on your ugly face. Okay, (laughs) I understand if I'm driving in a convertible... People around me not might not be pleased because of how I look, but I buy the convertible not for other people. I buy it for myself. Yeah, exactly. Screw everyone else. You have experience with convertibles, don't you, Parth? Yeah, yeah. What what convertible do you have experience with? Yeah, a red sports car? Oh ah, yes. A red sports car. Right? Yeah. And what kind of red sports car? Uh it has V eight. V eight? V eight, okay. Yeah. Engine in the front? Uh in the middle. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Prancing horse has a badge. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, Jeff? <laughs> How is that experience?
1: That's the only way it should be bought. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the only way, dude. People gotta give some, like, love to convertible. Okay,
1: but, okay, one thing I will agree with, if you buy M4s, M3s, the yeah. E90s, M3s. Yeah. Because, you know, you can't call an F80... An M3 you got to call it I'm oh, sorry an F82 and M3 is it's an M4 so anyway M4 convertibles and M3 convertibles that I don't understand cuz they don't even look good yeah you know what I'm saying like, if you buy a convertible I think you should at least look good as a convertible yeah that, on those ones it literally looks like they took the chop they chopped the top off and put a convertible roof on it so uh-huh. those ones I understand and those ones I will throw some shade on and you know the market talks for itself those cars always depreciate faster than the coupes. Yeah,
0: they don't sell very well. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I imagine it's pretty fun to drive those cars with the top down, but yeah. I, I just can't get over how they look. They don't—they don't look good at all to me. Uh huh. Like it just looks like a cop out of an M car, you know? And yeah, they do
0: have those like crinkle top, like hard, shelled convertible roof things.
1: Yeah, which was kind—it's of, like, you know, you're gonna be like your contradiction, but that does add weight. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> 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 we. We are very uh, not flip-floppy on this podcast guys. No, but
1: the main reason like I don't agree with like M car convertibles or even like AMG car convertibles. Like AMG is specifically like the C63. They yeah. they don't look good as convertibles. They they don't. And it's like yeah. that one you buy it cuz like yeah, I'm trying to show off. Like yeah. I I what that's you what want I want to feel. buy that with
0: wind in your hair.
1: Uh, you nah <laughs> <laughs> nah, I I think I I mean this is a stigma and you know probably could be wrong but whenever you see like an M car or an AMG car as a convertible, you're like you bought that because of what it is rather than you enjoy driving or enjoy what you can do with that car, you know that one's just kind of like yeah I'm trying to flex a little bit let me just get a convertible M, you know I, I, that's why I say because you see those people. Like the people who drive those convertible ones, and I'm not saying all the time, but usually those guys don't really understand what they have. You know, the type of people that their, their M4 never went above, you know, 90 miles an hour. Uh huh. So, I don't know. That, those are the Part? only ones we don't that. Do condone I feel. speeding? Yeah, we don't. We don't condone speeding. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> we have never done speeding. <laughs> done speeding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, dude. Okay, like, uh, okay. Well, to be fair, there are pretty a lot of garbage convertibles out yeah.
1: there. Oh, you know which one—the Chrysler what? Crossfire, bro.
0: <laughs> oh my hey, god! Man, but that that one looked better as a convertible, though. What? you, you, okay, you liked one, it as a hard top? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like it at all. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, it's like they made the turd a little better, but uh, but still. I
1: guess. I mean, it's just kind of like. I, yeah, if you bought that one, that one's kind of like, I bought a turd car and I want to show the world of what kind of person I am.
0: So look at my face. I'm the kind of person who buys a turd car. Nah, dude. Nah, dude. You got it all wrong, okay? You think that's bad? Yeah. You know what else is bad? Huh? The PT Cruiser Convertible. Oh,
1: my God, dude. I forgot they even made that. <laughs> that
0: thing has a hoop in the middle of it.
1: Yeah, dude. <laughs>
0: uh, what do we do in the news section? i want to do the news section. Okay, well before we get to that let's uh let's go to our uh, sponsored break okay welcome to our sponsored break i didn't think i explained this last time but we do this because we don't have actual sponsors but just to give you guys a bit of a break between what we're talking about so you guys don't get tired but anyway to this week we so are so they sponsored. don't get tired What what the hell are we huh i mean we're still talking we're the ones talking this. they just gotta sit there and listen <laughs> they got the easy job and you
1: know what? they can't even do that sorry i'm not mad
0: i'm just i'm just saying <laughs> oh really really not mad huh
1: yeah hey, has anyone you know just kind of a spin off of that has anyone seen uh you know you know the i don't know have you seen it jeff the artist re- artist his name is a uh, joiner joiner yeah i don't know if you've seen his music video. oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah 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 i'm not racist like he says a bunch of racist stuff, and he goes, I'm not racist. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a, That's a,
1: That's a fantastic music video. that just, just kind of reminded me, what I said reminded me of that.
0: <laughs> Wait, how? Because
1: <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm not mad. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> but I am mad, yeah, I was, you know? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know what song you're talking about. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not <laughs> mad, I'm like,
1: but I am mad. And, you know, it's like, he's not racist, but he's obviously <laughs>
0: racist. <laughs> I was like, how does that have anything to do? Anyway, this week's show is sponsored by Contradictory Statements.
1: Yeah, we're an expert on those.
0: Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Clearly. Because yes, of that sir. first part of the yes, podcast. Yes, sir. Anyway, let's get back to talking about cars. Yeah. Are you ready? Now that we got you low- And to say and that never too soon. Can I say the news? Yep, you can. All right,
1: exciting news. So, have you seen the new Lamborghini? There's a new Lamborghini. There's a new big Lambo. There's a new big It's about time. It's when did about the time. come out? Okay, so, <laughs> funny story about this. This is a typical Lamborghini. Um, uh-huh. So, the Lamborghini was going to reveal this car, and they call it the Lamborghini Sion or Cyan. I don't, it's not Cyan. They can't make it a Cyan. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's probably not, Sion. Let's go with Sion. Not no. a Sion? No, no, dude. Don't insult Lamborghini. <laughs> uh, it's Lamborghini's most powerful and uh-huh. most fastest ever.
0: Okay, so when is it not?
1: And it's only 63 examples will be made of it. Uh-huh. So it's a V12 hybrid power, 807 horsepower, and a claim zero to sixty-two of two point eight seconds with a top speed of two hundred and eighteen miles an hour. Jeez, Jeff, if you haven't seen a picture of this car yet, go pick, l- type it in right now. Okay, like, what look, is it called? Cyan. S a s i a n.
0: Look, look at the front end. That looks like it belongs in a video game. Look at those headlights, bro. Hey man, if if you guys haven't seen this as well, y'all have to look it up right now. Because it looks like it could be the cover for the next Gran Turismo game.
1: Except this is a IRL car, dude. This car is gonna be in production. So anyway, so dude, funny story look at those about this lights. one. So uh, funny story. Typical in typical Lamborghini fashion, they were about to you know unveil this car, yeah, at some event or something or the other. I forgot what it was. Yeah. But Lamborghini themselves accidentally leaked a photo. <laughs> to some forum or something and everyone's like what the what is this what is this like you know uh-huh. is this a lab- what what lamborghini is this you know and, yeah. and lamborghini was like well oh, shit <laughs> <laughs> so they were just like all right screw it reveal the whole car <laughs> and so like a few days before the actual reveal they revealed the car and then they revealed it again at the actual reveal mm, so <laughs> nice <laughs> and, and typical like nobody else except that they they leaked it themselves
0: Whoopsie! <laughs> yeah,
1: but I'm glad they did, dude. I, uh, who cares? That's, That's a... just typical Lamborghini. Oh, but if it means typical Lamborghini looking like this, oh, oh yeah, I can get behind that, my guy. B12? V12, V12, eight hundred V12 hybrid, twelve hybrid.
0: So this isn't this isn't a. Um...
1: I guess it's not like a you know mass production quote
0: unquote car. Okay, but so it's not like a replacement for the Aventador, right?
1: I I don't know. I mean, sixty three examples.
0: Yeah, Ventador is usually the, the, the mass-produced one.
1: Yeah, but I'm guessing like whatever replaces the Ventador is gonna be kind of like a watered-down version of this. But I- I'm I'm glad
0: Lamborghini makes cars like these. Are you not? Right? No, I am definitely because they're like because they have designed this car clearly, which with like the idea of like screw safety and screw you efficiency. <laughs> screw you. Screw you, normal boring design. Yeah, we're gonna put as many lines on this as possible. This is freaking gorgeous, dude. Jeez, like like th- that—that's what a Lamborghini needs to be. Just insane. Yeah, like that is
1: poster-worthy, and that's what every five, six, seven, eight, nine-year-old is gonna have
0: hanging on their walls now. Right. I mean, like you look at it, like I don't care if it performs like garbage. Okay, I yeah, don't care. If it's which slow. it probably won't. <laughs> yeah, like judging but you from just look the at talk it.
1: We, remember we talked about last week, the SVJ? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> judging by that, I'm guessing this thing will also have something to show when it pulls its pants down, you know?
0: Ah, times are changing, though. It's a hybrid. Yeah. Oh, the biggest uh. news,
1: though. Even Ooh, yeah, bigger than okay. Lamborghini. Okay. Did you hear about what
0: Bugatti just did? Yes, I did. Oh, my God. I saw it this morning. You did? We have finally... We have finally made it. What have we finally made, Parth? Three hundred and four miles an hour in a, a Lamborghini. Sh- uh, sorry, Bugatti Chiron. We have broken the barrier. That's insane. Cars dude. have broken the three hundred mile an hour barrier.
1: Airliners take off at about one hundred and
0: fifty. Uh huh. <laughs> and a car has gone <laughs> double. <laughs> three hundred miles an hour is like that. Is that is what you expect planes at? Yeah. Like, in cruise flight, yeah. You know, like this. This is this is this is uh, yeah. (laughs) Saying we just set off at three hundred miles an hour, like where where could we get in one hour?
1: Oh, dude, whatever's three hundred miles an hour, I can get to LA in an hour. (laughs) 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 But they called it. They said it's like a near production spec. It's slightly different. They did a few modifications to it. What they did exactly, I don't know. Looking at the, if you've seen the pictures of it. The tail end kinda seems a little longer. Like it's not as kinda like it seems like the tail was extended. Um, so that looks a little different, the exhaust looks a little different. Um, but besides that, dude, like it's a production car. Dude, so the tires that they use for it, they use Michelin pilot cup twos. They yeah. they were X rayed.
0: With it Yeah, yeah, they were <laughs> X rayed before being selected to be used on the car. They had to figure out if there was any like little micro cracks or anything yeah. in them. Because that was one of the biggest things that was holding them back originally from three hundred miles an hour was because tires they couldn't yeah they couldn't really find tires that would would last and you know when those pop at three hundred miles an hour that's not a fun time
1: yeah and like you know that's the, that's the thing that like a lot of cars these days do the cars are getting beyond what tires can handle tire game is right? not catching up to yeah what cars are becoming. And yeah It's it's kind of sad You know It's like well, It's tough Like how much can you do With some rubber <laughs> Right Like we've got to Come up
0: with something else <laughs> Yeah
1: Like Jesus So Other news BMW in their typical fashion uh, The uh, 2020 M4 They're launching What's called The M Heritage Edition M Heritage So it's supposed to be The uh-huh. send off For the M4 Because you know The M4 production Is ending 2020 Really? Yeah, because they're going to come out with the new whatever you know M car will be, the G series or whatever it is. So the G series? Yeah, they're going to G now for M.
0: For M? What? Wh- why? M3,
1: for M3, specifically M3, M4. They're going to co- What? But M has always been... No, dude, like, it's going to be M, but you uh-huh. know how, like, this generation, the F80, F82? Oh, okay. So the okay, new okay. generation will were... be, like, the
0: G something, <laughs> so the G series. Like, like I'm like, uh, 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 no, we are not having... Hey, BMW G3 oh, no, no, dude, that
1: would have been big news,
0: even bigger than the Bugatti. <laughs> right. We are not having Macintosh computer names yeah, yeah. for no, but, uh, BMW. Special edition in
1: typical BMW fashion. It just has a little bit of extra colors and special leather and, you know, special yeah. stuff. And only fault. 750 of these will be made and it'll probably be cost double the price of a regular M4. Yes, yes,
0: yes. <laughs> so...
1: Because BMW. You know,
0: yeah. Honestly, you just pay for the number at that
1: point. The one of 750? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the good, nice thing is that the door sills will have one of 750 on them. <laughs> uh huh. So you can remind yourself why you paid double <laughs> yes. the price of it. I'm guessing yes, it's that's double. That's
0: what I paid for. Yeah. Make sure it doesn't get scratched off or anything, because then you lose half the value.
1: Yeah. I haven't seen any prices or anything, so uh, no idea how much more no. it is, but knowing BMW and how BMW works.
0: It's yeah. probably
1: quite a bit more expensive.
0: Uh, you know how last week we were kind of like joking around about what we should uh, shove inside... Uh, shove the Hellcat inside? The yeah. The Hellcat yeah, engine yeah. inside Yeah, of? yeah, yeah. One of the parts I had to cut from last week's episode, because that bit was getting way too long, was to shove the Hellcat engine in Jeep Wrangler. Yeah. And uh, I remember you saying to me that's not a very good idea, because, you know, 700 horsepower... Off-roading. Don't tell me that
1: they came out with a Jeep <laughs> with that much horsepower.
0: Now I want you to go. There's a Jalopnik episode. I'm not episode. A Jalopnik article that reads this. This is the title. Okay. Okay. This Arizona dealership is asking one hundred forty-eight thousand dollars for a Hellcat swapped Jeep Gladiator.
1: Oh, very nice. <laughs> Uh, so,
0: so not the Wrangler per se, uh huh, but the pickup truck version of that.
1: Okay, uh, <laughs> close <laughs> enough, I guess.
0: <laughs> Man, it's time to go for some hardcore off roading in that.
1: Yeah, dude, what the hell? All right.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I guess you learn something and you're proven wrong every day. So, yep, that's that's uh, that's 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 what I want for a four x four. You know, if I go on the Rubicon. I'll be flying over
1: Yeah, that. Yeah. I
0: <laughs> <laughs> boulders in front of you? Nah, that's not boulders. Those are ramps.
1: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> you, you know what's funny to me, though? Like
1: like what? this past week, like just looking at car stuff, yeah. how many articles there have been about this is going to happen in the new Corvette. You know, we talked about the Corvette last week. Um, yeah, yeah you know how they go like yeah, we, you know the new the new z06 and the new zr1 well they'll, they'll be like this and then they'll have this kind of engine and they'll have expected this much horsepower and i'm like dude people are already excited for the z06 and zr1 and the actual freaking car the regular corvette hasn't even dropped it yeah like <laughs> it's insane and the funny thing is that's exactly how what I was thinking. Like I was like, dude, the Z06 is gonna be insane on this one. It's it's so much hype for this car, and I think there's already more hype for the Z06 and the ZR1 than that regular car. I mean,
0: seriously, dude. Because like, I mean, let's talk about this new Corvette, okay? This is a, it's basically a mid-engine supercar. Yeah. And they revealed the price, right? Yeah. They What's said sure? under sixty thousand, which was... Yeah, go ahead. And tell fifty. Them. I think it was like fifty nine 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 five, wasn't it? Yeah. Five dollars under sixty thousand, but still, like, it's not. It's no slouch, too. Do you remember the performance figures on it?
1: Well, actually, I just found it. It's uh, oh, it claims they haven't tested it yet. Claims zero to sixty of less than three seconds, and four hundred ninety five horsepower with a eight speed dual clutch
0: and only dual clutch, no manuals. Oh. Uh, We're kind of out of that period of manuals, which is sad.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, I get it. Do you really want to be controlling, like, a rocket ship with an abacus? Yes, I do. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Yes.
0: Yes, I do. Oh, my God.
1: Because that's what it is like these days. People, you know, I drive a manual. My M3 is a manual. I love it. It's fun. But at the same time, these people go like, yo, you know the car, the, the manual's gone. Okay, it's gone, but please look at the car. Do you, do you want to be controlling all this horsepower with a clutch and a lever? I I don't think so. I, I don't think that'll be good. First of all, I don't think you'll even get the full thing out of the car. Like, people go like, oh, you know, Ferraris, you know, the last good Ferrari they made was a 430 because that was available in a manual. Bro, do you really want to be controlling up, more than 500 horsepower with a lever and a pedal no and these days with the 488 like pushing 600 no dude this this this
0: insane what are you talking about parth you don't want to control the 300 mile an hour chiron with manual
1: no it doesn't fit the character (laughs) of the car properly you don't want to you don't want to
0: take that risk no (laughs) (laughs) dude like i don't I, i i i get that like i totally get that no and and manuals don't sell very much anyway. Yeah. Right. So it's not very smart for a car company to do that. But you know one thing I'm going to miss about manuals uh-huh. in supercars? Uh-huh. Those gated shifters.
1: The gated shifters, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh. Like the gated shifter in the, the R8? Yeah. Oh, that one looks nice. That was it looks nice. like it would feel so nice. Just push into gear and push out of gear. Yeah, yeah. But okay, back to talking about this, 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 this Corvette. Okay? It was fifty nine nine five for a five hundred horsepower, less than three seconds to sixty. Super cool. Yeah. That just um. I have that might have crapped over a lot of things. I mean, we can't even
1: <laughs> say enough on it because I mean, we can't like the media's already blown it up. Like, if you if, yeah. you, if you want to know how crazy it is, just go type in twenty twenty right. Corvette. That's it. <laughs> it looks good. Yeah. From certain angles. What do you? It looks pretty good in general,
0: it does. But like at the pictures you look at it, it kind of you know, you know like some of the wheels it has on it, it could use some bots, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I
1: mean that's what I'm saying. Just wait till the Z06 comes out. Exactly, exactly. It's gonna look insane with the Z06, dude. Like these these Italian car guys, they're gonna have uh, they're gonna they're, they're, these manufacturers, they they need to they need to do something about their prices,
0: America. Like it's it's always been the thing about the 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 Corvette that it's it's almost America's supercar.
1: Yeah.
0: Except it always had a front engine, which kind of made it more like a sports car. Yeah. But but now, now it's now, a mid-engine car. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, and when the Z06 and all that comes out, Porsche is going to have a lot of fun with their 911.
1: <laughs> yeah, Porsche, you have fun with your 911. You keep doing that, putting the engine in the wrong damn place. <laughs> Can, can you all get over oh. your shit already? Obviously, it was a, a, a bad idea. You just seem to
0: perfected it. <laughs> Put the GT2
1: RS engine in a Cayman, and then oh. come back. They, they, dude. The K I I feel like the Cayman's the
0: neglected child of Porsche. Right. Yeah. It's like it's got all this potential. Like, oh, you could go to a nice college. You could go to, you know, a Ivy League school. But, it's, it's like uh, the, it's like the kid uh, with
1: luck. a 200 IQ, but. You don't send him to the nice school, because you don't want him to be better than the bigger brother. No, we can't. We can't send you to UC Berkeley because you don't. You can't be better than your brother, even though you're smarter, better looking, and everything else. You know that. That's what. That's what Porsche is doing to the Cayman. They should just sell the brand to somebody else and let him take over. <laughs> 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 like the new GT four that's coming out. Sick. Uh huh. Looks cool. Yeah, looks awesome. Four hundred twenty horsepower. Uh, Four twenty, and uh, like, <laughs> I'm just that's awesome. his <laughs> process. Jeff's a little slow here, everybody. Uh, but look, look Stupid. at it. Like besides, like small subtle changes, it doesn't look any different. Like I do like the way the current nine eleven looks, though. Like, okay, good for you. But the Cayman could be like the next like big thing. <laughs> for porsche
0: another thing i want to talk about have you heard of this volvo Vol- subscription service
1: subscription service is that where like you can just like get your car and like return <laughs> it whenever you want
0: yeah yeah it's 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 called care by volvo and for like a monthly fee you could just you know get any car you want and then return it for whatever you want right okay which i don't know what, what do you think about that
1: i mean the idea is nice but i want to know how much they're charging per month
0: that's actually a good question. Because,
1: like, does Let's. it make sense to do that, or should I just go lease or buy a car? Upgrade to... Ability to upgrade to a new Volvo after 12 months. 15K mileage allowance per year. And you can do it online or via the app. And fast delivery. You can get it as little as 2 to 4 weeks. Wow.
0: And it says right here for cross-country 750 a
1: month. What? Can't you lease it for cheaper, dude? See, here's the thing with Volvos. Because... Yeah. I'm guessing, is this through Volvo or is it through dealers?
0: This is straight through
1: Volvo. So, that's the problem with this thing. Because if you go through a dealer, right? Yeah. Volvos have heavy discounts all the time. Yeah. On yeah. leases and buying in general, but leases. I bet you, you can get this V60 cross-country, uh, which is 750 a month. Yeah. You could probably lease that for 500 or less even. Like, it's, it, it, that's that... Like, okay, I guess the ability to change a car every 12 months, that's nice. But you get a lease with possibly higher mileage. But
0: here's the thing, though, okay? No. Dealers are pissed about this. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> Dealers are mad. I think okay, it's time so to go, do go you lease a Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know so do you know what's going on? No. Dealers in California uh-huh. are basically narking. To the DMV. Oh really? Yeah, they're going. Hey, uh, DMV, Volvo's not doing this. It's illegal. They're not supposed to be doing this. La 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 la. Yeah. So the DMV now is kind of trying to go go looking into it. Uh huh. The thing about this, okay? Dealers getting angry, kind of makes me happy. <laughs> yes, because
1: the whole car <laughs> buying system has like never changed.
0: Yes, and honestly buying a car like the current situation of buying a car from a dealer is complete garbage yeah i spent a whole day there i'm trying to just buy a car and then you're they are just stalling my time i'm getting hungry i'm getting angry and they're just trying to like nickel and dime me for everything
1: yeah but at the same time if the <sighs> manufacturers going to come up with prices that are a lot more than what dealers would sell it to you for yeah, yeah. that's
0: that's okay that's up and down about it you know it's like we do get good prices because they can you know they get it for a cost and they sell it to us for a, just like a sort Serve of certain amount of profit. Count. Yeah, yeah, which is which is nice, c- is because we could haggle. But here's the thing, though. Here's another thing that dealers do that piss me off. Oh. you know those special sports cars that come out once in a while. Yeah, you know the Ford Focus RS. Are you talking
1: about you the, know, the, the Honda Civic the, Type the, R? The young uh, markup. Yeah, yeah. Don't get <laughs> me started Ford. on markup. I'm gonna rip <laughs> Porsche a new one. <laughs>
0: Freaking the Ford Focus RS okay, it came out. Yeah, what was it? 35 grand. Reasonable, makes sense, would buy. Dealers marked that thing up 20 grand. <laughs> That's funny. It was, it ended up being a 60 grand car. You know what I think is and, funny?
1: That what? ain't shit compared to what Porsche does. <laughs> you know what Porsche does, what, dude? It's actually it's becoming so bad that Porsche owners are like, You gotta start telling these dealers something or we're going to start buying Porsches. Dude, you we when the when the 3RS came out, the .2, 991.2, when that came out, we went over to the dealership and we're like, eh, "Let's go check out the new gd 3 RS, let's see how it looks," you know? They were asking 65,000 over. 65,000 what? <laughs> 65,000 over and and that's not that's not the that's not you know that's not fun uh, that's that's not the end of this so just out of curiosity i called around other dealerships in california asking about you know if they have any markups you know i'm trying to see you know if somebody can sell one at msrp right i call one dealership in socal somewhere i think it was thousand Oaks or something i'm like hey uh, you know you guys got a you guys got a markup on your 3rs they're like yeah yeah we we do got a markup but you know we're, there's a room for negotiating you know because i was like we're looking for a 3rs i was making shit up i was looking for 3rs but i'm paying msrp like that's it but so they're like oh you know um that we do have a markup one place was like we're asking seventy five thousand over but there's 70 there's room you for can buy a Boxster for that <laughs> dude they were they were like this wiggle room though i'm like oh you, yeah, you want me to negotiate on the for, markup for <laughs> i was like they want to negotiate on the markup let's forget even about going under msrp <laughs> like they uh yeah so porsche is notorious for this and i think they are the worst for this horrible like like the new th- of gt4 that's coming out next spring go to a porsche dealership easy 40 to 50k over like i wouldn't even be surprised that it's so bad and the worst part is unless you have some sort of standing with porsche like you bought some porsche from them before or you bought a gt before or from them you're paying that a markup the only people that don't get that markups who have the connects you know they, they have some people they know at the dealership or you know they have a good relationship with the dealer besides that you're paying that over or you wait a few months until it's like you know done and you buy a used one for hopefully around what the car was supposed to sell at so porsche is the absolute worst in this like other companies do too you know i remember the ford the supra the hellcat when all came out but porsche is absolute trash when it comes to this shit like they need to figure out a way to tell their dealers that if you guys mark these cars up at all you you're not getting them you're not getting any allocation for it like i like if i was porsche i'd be like if you guys sell this car over MSRP, you're not allowed to get any GT models from us
0: for like two years. You know that's what that's what Honda did with the Type R. That that's what, yeah. I, I yeah because yeah they marked it up twenty grand, and that makes the Type R a basically a fifty grand car, yeah. fifty sixty grand car, which it shouldn't be. <laughs> and and Honda's like, what the heck are you doing? We're not going to sell any. So, all the dealerships who were marking up cars, they're like, you don't get any. Yeah, you don't get any of our Type R's. You're not allowed to sell them if you're gonna mark them up th- that much.
1: Yeah, and that's that's the way to do it. Like that's that's what de- That's what these freaking uh, manufacturers need to do. Porsche, you know, they're trying to cut co- out there competing with Ferrari and all these high end exotics. Get your shit together first, you know, if you, if you want to do that. Like, bring the same level of business excellence that you do to your cars, like. What's the point of having your, you know, oh, GT3 RS, you get the performance of a 488, but at half the cost. Yo, bruh, what's the point
0: from paying 75K over? That's almost the same price. And also, like, I feel like it's especially worse for, like, cheap car companies. These, like, Ford, on Honda, Toyota. Yeah. Like, because as enthusiasts, we're begging for these cars. Yeah. Begging for, like, if we don't have a lot of money, sports cars that are affordable, yeah. Right. Yeah. And we'll buy them, okay, if they're affordable. But then dealers go and mark them up. Yeah. And then they don't sell. Yeah. And look what's happening. They're not making the Ford Focus RS anymore.
1: Fuck you dealerships. Never sold,
0: right? Fuck you Ford they, dealerships. They straight up they're just killing the enthusiast market cuz it's like, well, we're not selling, so why bother making it?
1: Bastards. Tesla has, you know, it's different, but Tesla's got it right from the get-go
0: right yeah like i mean granted you probably can't negotiate with them because they they don't have dealers yeah they just sell at stores but it saves you that trouble and it saves you like dealers But like it's, it's a,
1: like i don't understand that part about this like it's like car buying in the united states has not evolved in the last like million years but yeah. you know everything else like haggling in our culture you know in asian culture and in indian culture that's a thing Like, we haggle for everything, right? We haggle for food. Exactly. (laughs) You you come to the U.S. and, you know, you walk into a Walmart, you're not going to be negotiating. (laughs) You pay the price. And that's how most of the things are in the United States. But car buying is like, you can get screwed if you don't negotiate. You know? And it's like, why is it like this? Why can't the manufacturers sell their own cars. Okay, yeah, there's a lot more cost, a lot more overhead to it. You know, they'll have to make their own stores and then have to hire their own employees and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, like if, you know, all right, so say, you know, there's Volvo. Take Volvo for example. They're doing this, you know, 750 a month on their V60 cross country. Reduce that to say like 700 a month because you know that you can get that for a lot less through a dealer. But now you're selling it direct to the buyer and reduce the hassle Get that sh- dealership mm-hmm. shit mentality out of there, where everyone's trying to sell you something, and try yeah. to make a you know buck off of you. This is yeah. This is the price for the car. If you can afford it and you want it, you buy it. If you don't, you don't buy it. Yeah. So I feel like companies, car companies themselves, they would make more money doing it that way, if they yeah. just started doing it. But the problem is like. The dealership industry in this country has become so big. Like it's, an, it's its own lobby now. They'll do whatever it takes to keep their own stuff alive, like you said with the DMV stuff.
0: Ugh. Also, mm. just tack on something, uh, another reason why I wanted to bring up the, the Volvo subscription car thing is because Volvo's owner, right, current owner, the Chinese company Geely. Oh, yeah. They're doing another company called... It's called Link Co. Uh-huh. Okay? And it is... Also, a vehicle subscription service. Uh-huh. Like a month to month thing. Uh, they just released a car and it's broken the record for being the fastest front wheel drive car uh-huh. and the quickest four door car. What around the hell? The yeah. <laughs> but the thing, the reason why I want to bring this up cause is you got to take a look at this.
1: All right. What is it called?
0: It's called Lincoln Co. L Y N K and Co. Just look at the pictures. It looks like a giant mashup. What the oh. hell is that? <laughs> what the? F- <laughs> the like okay. the back of it looks like an Audi. The front, the front bottom part looks like a Charger. The top so part the looks, top looks like a pa- Kia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just a big like smorgasbord. It's, of like, the, all it's, all like, these it's like the cars. greatest hits of the two thousands or something, right? <laughs> all mashed up into a thing. What the hell? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it looks like a Dodge Dart, like the bottom half of the front. Yeah. And the top half looks (laughs) like a Kia. And the side of it looks like a Lincoln. And the back of it looks like an Audi. What the hell, dude? Yo, the Chinese
0: (laughs) are... They're they're interesting. They're interesting. (laughs) Yeah, They're making big moves. Big interesting. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we are currently up to an hour, which means uh, it's time to wrap things up. But before we go... I just wanted to mention some big news that happened, I think, last week and this week. So last week, CEO of Volkswagen, for a long time, Dr. Ferdinand Piek passed away. And I'm sure you know about this guy, Parth. Yeah. He was the crazy visionary of the car world, right? He was what brought us the VW Phaeton, which engine ended up being in the Bentley Continental. The same technology of the W engine being in arguably the most... Advanced car of our era, well, the most groundbreaking car of our era, the Veyron. Yeah, he's also the one that headed the company for the time when VW has owned Lamborghini. He's got brought Lamborghini back to its feet, Bentley back to its feet. He's brought Porsche into the VW group, and all this. Um, so I know we talked a lot of crap about VW last week, but just really want to mention this as you know, a part of the show. Just rest in peace to a man who, although he had a lot of controversy surrounding him as well, uh, who definitely made a huge imprint in the car world.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He he was uh, quite a visionary.
0: And then also, in other news, um, Jesse Combs, uh, another person in the car world, uh, passed away while trying to break a land speed record in a jet car. She was in Mythbusters and Overhauling, and uh, my thoughts and prayers go out to these families as well
1: yeah thoughts and prayers to all these guys you know you guys did stuff to make this little world of ours a little bit better a little bit more
0: fun Uh, so yeah that brings us to the end of our show this week Um, thank you all for listening if you are uh, you could find us in a number of different places now we're on iTunes we're on Spotify we're on TuneIn Google Podcasts we have a Libsyn page uh, it's called, you could find us under the name The Curbside Podcast. We also have a Twitter handle, Curbside Pod, because I couldn't get the proper handle for that. <laughs> and then facebook.com slash The Curbside Podcast. And then just do a quick search on YouTube for the Curbside Podcast. We're
1: desperate, so that's why we have so
0: many places. (laughs) Please find us, please. (laughs) Uh, You know, if you like this show, share it with your friends. If you don't like it, still share it with your friends. Yes, yes, yes. And then as of now, I think we'll be uploading every Wednesday at around probably early morning, 630. So you guys could listen on your way to work if you are so inclined. I want to thank Kid Dope for letting us use his song as our theme song. It's called Fast Cars and Wild Hearts. Again, I am Jeffrey Lye. I'm Parth. Drive safe. And remember, life is too short to drive boring cars. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm.